did is I saw that movie MCB and this is Mark. I'm Mark. Sorry, I was texting. I'm Mark. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hello. Okay, great. <laughs> Since you're ready, uh, I uh, I used to work in a video store, and he lives in one. We're gonna talk about a movie today. I don't know what movie we're talking about, but uh, hopefully he's watched it and he's gonna tell us about it. What you got today, Mark? I have watched a movie. Good. Mm. I just nailed that intro. You did. There you Congratulations. Go. You're shake welcome. hands. Shake hands. Shake, 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 shake hands. Today, let's see. Well, today, you know that I'm a big fan of nonsense. No way. <laughs> it's it's kind of how I live my life. Just ruled by nonsense. If people could see the room that we're sitting in right now, you would realize that I have built a life around nonsensical nonsense. I believe in film world, the height of nonsensical films was the 1980s. Sure, I'll agree with that. Had to be. Had to be. Like, you don't see movies like these nonsense fucking movies that came out in the 80s. Like, nobody's making a weird science. There's just bigger-than-life characters in the 80s, too. So There's just w- a bunch of situations that don't make sense. Right. Weird science, they make a woman out of what? They're like computers. <laughs> they can make a woman. And Barbie parts. Yeah, you know, like, and there's movies like Weekend at Bernie's. We're just going to fucking walk a dead guy around. Yep. Fucking classic. That's a movie. Better Off Dead had uh, a framework of a normal story about a heartbroken man, but there was all these weird things thrown in his little brother was like building a rocket his food crawls off his plate his friend booger is snorting snow yeah you know it's nonsense nonsense soul man (laughs) nonsense (laughs) we should do an episode on soul man let's let's not say we. how do you feel about soul man (laughs) i think i caught like a little snippet of that recently because somebody was talking i think somebody was like you know Somebody finally realized how racist that movie was, and uh, they finally did how over the over like overboard it went. And uh, someone was like, "What the hell? You know, what's up with this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Wow, that movie is super racist." <laughs> like somebody just found out about. No, I mean somebody who like wasn't around when it came out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, oh shit! See Thomas Howell. What? Yeah. See Thomas Howell is taking tanning pills to make himself black to get a scholarship. To get a scholarship. <laughs> James Earl Jones. <laughs> the, the classic scene where the like parents look at him and he's like puts his feet on the table. And he's got like he's got like a purple suit on. Yeah, and he's, he's eating watermelon. Eating watermelon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that lovely. Just oof, oof. <laughs> right. See Thomas Al. Oof. What are you thinking, bud? So anyway, recently, or maybe not so recently, we've been talking about. Uh, we talked about a <laughs> woman fucking a duck. We talk about a woman fucking a fish man won an Oscar. He's in, he, she's in love. Golly in love. gee whiz. They're in love. Fish fucking Oscar. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, you know, since we've been talking about people fucking things that they shouldn't be fucking, I ro- watched a movie recently along those lines. A little film... Starring one Andrew McCarthy and one Kim Cattrall. <laughs> a little movie called Mannequin. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. 
<laughs> why? Why? Why did I put that? I, I have no idea yeah. why you rolled your R's on that. What was that? What was that about? Mannequin. Mannequin. What a shitty, stupid movie. <laughs> When's the last well, time that, you that, 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 rolled that one? That nails your that nails your nonsense. Right. What a shitty, stupid movie. Podcast over. In the, <laughs> That's the episode. Just right in the heart. Right in the heart of nonsense eighties movies. Oof. I was sitting around a week or so ago and I was like, God, I really want to watch something that's like fucking that I remember from a, when I was a kid, haven't seen in a while. Uh that I really thought was a hilarious concept when I was young. And I was like, oh, fuck, Mannequin. I'm going to check out Mannequin. <laughs> and I watched it. And, like, I watched Mannequin probably, like, 10 years ago the last time. Like, when I was in my, like, mid-20s. And I was like... You watched it 10 years ago? <laughs> I was like, Mannequin. Like, when I was in college, I watched it. And I was like, Mannequin's not as good. Because I remember getting the DVD, watching it, and was like, that's not what I remember. And giving the DVD to my sister. Because my sister was like, I love Mannequin. And I was like, I... I don't want this around me. Years later, here we are. I've rewatched Mannequin again, and I don't hate it as much as I hated it the second time. You know, in two thousand five. Did you watch it in the? Did you see in the theater? No, I was like fucking four years old when it came. Out. <laughs> I think when it came, I was eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. yeah, I was seven years old. Yeah, I wasn't going to see Mannequin at seven. No, <laughs> nobody was taking me to see a man fuck a mannequin. Because that's what the movie is. Is that what the movie is? It's a man boring a hole into a mannequin. Okay. Yoink. Let's get into it. <laughs> we open. Here we go. We're in ancient Egypt for some reason. Oh, for God. Christ's sake. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> we open. Kim Cattrall. She's about to be married off to some jerk that her mom likes because we're in ancient Egypt and that's the kind of shit that happened. And for some reason, they're standing in a pyramid like she's hanging out with mummies. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I can't. Yeah. How does that feel? What How is does that this? feel to say that? How does it really feel coming out of your mouth? What is this? Like, you know, producers, they'll read like the first 15 pages. How did they make it past the first three on this? And be like, oh, yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's hanging They were out. just throwing money around. Just like, whatever. The They're like, let's just, let's do it. That's all no, great. Yeah. Man falls in love with a mannequin that comes to life. Throw some more of that cocaine in my face. <laughs> what the fuck? So they're standing around. Kim Cattrall, she shouts up to the heavens for the gods. I want to find my true love. And then she uh, disappears right in front of her mom. And her mom's like, total 80s nonsense. (laughs) How do you start a film like that? (laughs) We're going to be in ancient Egypt. And she's going to make a wish and disappear. (laughs) What? This sounds like something that I would say to you. I'd be like, I got a new idea for a movie. And I'd say something like that. And you'd be like, don't. Don't write that. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I want to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> so fast forward. We're in the 1980s now. We're in the land of neon we're in, and, and shoulder pads. We're in 1980s Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow, Didn't even really realize. Philly, huh? Didn't know Philly movie. that it took place in Philly. Philly proud. Yeah. There's a young artist. His name's Jonathan Switcher. But we all know him as the one and only Andrew McCarthy. He's he's a near do well. <laughs> as he as he he always played. He either played like a tight ass or a near do well. Like 
He was either like a super preppy tight ass kid or like <laughs> he just couldn't find this path, you know? I was going to be laughing through this whole thing because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> he works in a mess. Andrew McCarthy <laughs> works in a mannequin shop. <laughs> All right. And he's me. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> he makes mannequins? He makes mannequins. He's over there. He's building a mannequin. He's building this beautiful mannequin. And he's walking around. Don't all mannequins kind of look the same? But he's made this beautiful he's made, he's mannequin. A, he's made an immaculate mannequin. looks suspiciously like Kim Cattrall. He is wandering around the shop with her head and torso <laughs> talking to the mannequin head like a complete fucking psychopath just you know declaring his love to this head and torso and then he sits her down and he's like let's find you some arms sweet mannequin and he's like you know comparing arms is he, oh, is he wearing a hawaiian is he wearing a low no, shirt uh no because this isn't weekend at bernie's I'm going to say that he wore a Hawaiian shirt in every film he was in. in he does wear a Hawaiian shirt later in the movie. Sure. I'll give you that much. Okay. So then he uh, is like, we got to find you some legs, mannequin, and finds her some nice legs. And then he's got the whole mannequin together, and he's being sweet with the mannequin, telling the mannequin, you're the most beautiful thing, mannequin. And his boss comes up. And is like, hey, man, what are you fucking doing trying to fuck a mannequin? And Andrew McCarthy's like, look, man, it only took me three days. Isn't she beautiful? Look at this beautiful mannequin. And the, and the boss is like, three days for a mannequin? And, you're making mannequins. Yeah, you're not he, making, you're not sculpting. Yeah, he, he's like, you should be making way more mannequins per day. And he says, you're, you're, you're fired. This is way back when they made mannequins by hand. <laughs> right, I mean, he's back there with a with a lathe carving an arm out. I don't know how a mannequin is made. I honestly don't either. But I feel like there's a place that makes the parts, and then you put the parts together. Right? Sure. Like they have a machine that a dumps machine some probably sort of, makes it. Yeah. And there's an arm the comes pieces. out because they're not like made of wood. They're made of like a plastic. Sure. All the mannequins these days have really big butts. Do they really? Yeah, you haven't noticed? No, I haven't. You should go to a store. <laughs> go to Northgate Mall and check out the mannequins. Okay, great. They're all I'll go check out the butts, butts of the mannequins. <laughs> Something to do with your time, I guess. What do you do all day? <laughs> go to the mall. Look at some mannequins. Okay, I'll do that after this. Mannequin butts. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, the boss flips out, fires uh, Andrew McCarthy. We have now sad Andrew McCarthy. This sends poor old Andrew McCarthy into a string of terrible job choices. You know, the funny 80s thing. Do we got ourselves a montage? It's sort of a montage, but the scenes are a little long. A little longer. A little longer. So first he is a balloon man at a child's birthday party. Do those still exist? Do balloon men still go to child's child's birthday parties and they make balloons and they hand the child a balloon? Whatever. At any rate... He gives the birthday boy this giant balloon, and the kid floats away. And Andrew McCarthy grabs his legs, but the dad is like, get off my kid, and he lets him go. And we all presume that the kid floats up and dies. He hits the the earth, the the whatever. A plane runs into the balloon, and and he flies into an engine. McCarthy loses his job, and and then that's it. 
And that's it. That's <laughs> McCarthy lost that job. Then he works as a landscaper, fucking cutting bushes into animal shapes for no reason. You fired. Next, he works at a pizzeria. A pizzeria. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> He's tossing pies. He's he's sitting there. He's like the other two guys are very busy pizzeriaing, and he's sitting there making the pizza. You know, because he's an artist, so he's making the pizza look like a, a work of art. And then his boss comes back, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Look at how nice it is." And he's like, "Yeah, fired. That's it for you." I famously worked for a pizzeria for many years. Did you work at a pizzeria? I worked for a pizzeria. Did you really for several years? So, uh, fucking old uh, Andrew McCarthy. He can't find a job. He can't find a job. So He's an he, artist. He goes, he goes, and he picks up his girlfriend. She works at a store called, uh, fuck, I don't know, Ambrosia or something. <laughs> it's the old Boscoffs in Philly, which I'm sure, you know, isn't there anymore, but I I looked it up, and it took place in the Boscoffs. Did they have Boscoffs out here? I don't know what you're saying right now. Boscoff. <laughs> Boscom apostrophe S. You could say it louder, and I still don't know. Is it Boscov? Boscovs. It was like a middle ground between Sears and Macy's. I'd say N- no. They didn't have the Boscovs. Never there. heard of it. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> they did on the East Coast. So, There's still one so somewhere. They, they filmed it at the Boscovs. They filmed or... this part at the Boscovs, and Andrew McCarthy pulls up outside the fucking Boscovs. Uh, <laughs> and his girlfriend is standing there. Roxy, I believe is her name. She's standing there with a couple other employees and he pulls up on his shitty motorbike and she's super embarrassed about being seen with Andrew McCarthy on his motorbike, but she works at fucking Boscovs. <laughs> it's fucking Boscovs. Come on. <laughs> you keep saying Boscovs over and over again. <laughs> There was a Boscovs in the Concord Mall, Concord, in the, Delaware. In the Concord Mall. It was where we went to. You remember when we went to see that movie when we were making Spree? Yeah, that mall. I don't remember what movie that was, by the way. Uh, it was that one Judd Apatow knocked up. Knocked up. That's right. Yep. That's right. We went to see that near the mall with the Boscovs. And someone brought like <laughs> four of their kids, small kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. par for the course over there. Knocked up. I was it's I was great. surprised when I moved here and went to R-rated movies and there weren't small children walking around the aisles. I don't know. Are people more responsible or more prudish? You decide. Here? That's up to you, audience. I'm not going to make any judgments. I'm not very judgy. <laughs> so he picks up Roxy. He picks up Roxy and then uh, her boss, BJ something or other, he comes out. He sees sees them, and she's even more embarrassed. Can you please just get me out of here? She's a dick. She doesn't sound very nice. She's not a nice person. It's horrible. So her and Andrew McCarthy in the next scene, they're like eating ice cream, and he has a fudgicle in his hand that has like one bite out of it. And I know I don't know why I noticed this, but they're talking. the The fudgicle is almost whole, and he just tosses it in the trash can. Well, that's just a waste. And I'm like, why is he fucking throwing out that fudgicle? Eat the fucking thing, Andrew McCarthy. He probably ate so many fudgicles that he was just like, take 100. I'm not eating this I'm shit anymore. This again. 
Uh, so then Roxy tells Andrew McCarthy, she's like, you need therapy. Because he can't find a job? You can't find a job. You, you're stuck with this whole you're going to be an artist thing. you nuts. I'm out. Breaks up with him. She's going to jump on the bus. She grabs a cab, and then off she goes. Andrew McCarthy's sad again. And he goes to start his motorbike. Motorbike won't stop. Doesn't start. He's he's hitting the rock bottom, man. And then it starts pouring rain. Oh, my God. The trifecta. Sad Andy. (laughs) Dumped. Motorbike broken. Rain. Rain. Gotta walk in the rain. (sighs) So, (laughs) later that night, he's just pushing his fucking motorbike. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) Just pushing it down the road. And he passes the front window of Prince and Company, which Prince and Company was actually filmed at the John Wanamakers that oh we know. Oh, my God. Here we go. The that fucking John Travolta drove his fucking car into in blowout. It's <laughs> That's where they filmed. So John Wanamakers was just given their story. I can't away. believe they made all these movies in Philadelphia. At the John Wanamakers. The... John sure. Wanamakers was just come film. Yeah. John Travolta, drive your fucking car through our building. So he comes by and he sees so he, he sees the window. He, he looks in the window and he sees his mannequin. How does he know it's his mannequin? Because he knows. Okay. She's so beautiful. Oh, She's you, the most beautiful of all mannequins. Yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake. Oh, and he goes to the, <laughs> he goes up to the window. He's got his face fucking pressed against the glass, and he's talking to the mannequin, and he's telling the mannequin, you're the best work of art I've ever made, mannequin. And, he's <laughs> and he says, you're the first thing that's I've made in forever that's made me feel like an artist. <laughs> mannequin. <laughs> Stupid. And now he's crazy, Andrew McCarthy. He went from being sad to being just flat out nuts. <laughs> and he, and he, he's like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back for you. And he like runs over to his motorbike and gets on it. And now it starts. Oh, it starts up. It starts up the like magic. magic. Ha- and the he magic lo- has become. And he looks over at the mannequin and he's like, oh, you mannequin. Oh, Lord. <laughs> And then off he goes. So the next day, he's just standing around in front of Prince and Company, (laughs) hanging out out front. And uh, I guess he's just waiting to talk to somebody about getting a job or he's waiting for the place to open. I don't know. He's going to go in there and defile a mannequin, basically, I guess, is his plan. He can't wait to get his hands on it. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, that mannequin. I got to get that mannequin. Yeah. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so it's Prince and Company's like 100th anniversary and some foolish contractors are out there hanging a giant sign. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but Estelle Getty's walking up because she's the owner of <laughs> Prince and Company and starts like a little conversation with Andrew McCarthy. And then the the sign, you know, one of the ropes breaks and it comes swinging down and Andrew McCarthy Gets Estelle Getty out of the way. Knocks but, her out of the way. But then, saves her. You know, the the sign hits him and he grabs onto it and he's swinging back and forth. On the oh, sign. Ah, hilarious. Yeah, you know, gags, and gags. There's, a, there's a loose live wire hanging down and like every time he swings up, it zaps him on the bottom. <laughs> ah, Andrew McCarthy. Oh. And uh, Estelle Getty's like, what can I do for you, young man? And he's like, how about a job? And she's like, you got it. So that's how you get jobs, kids. Yep. You go save the owner, get zapped on the bottom. Hang out in front of the John Wanamakers, wait for the owner to show up, because the owner tends to hang out at the department store. (laughs) Oh, 
She's doing a little shopping. So next, Estelle Getty, she introduces Andrew McCarthy to the company's vice president, a very greasy-looking James Spader. Spader? <laughs> He's got like... He's the vice president? He's the same age as, yeah, as, as McCarthy. They, they do a really terrible job of trying to make him look older. <laughs> like, they grease his hair down to his head. And then, like, he stands, like, with his shoulders kind of, like, up around his neck and just, like, I'm James Spader. So he's he's, he's playing, like, a cartoon character. Yes. Okay. In this movie about mannequins that come to life, he's kind of out of place. (laughs) Everyone else seems like a kind of an actual human being. And then there's James Spader's character, who seems like, yes, a cartoon character. Spader... He doesn't like Andrew McCarthy stemming from a beef they had over a poor girl in a pink dress that they both knew in high school. (laughs) See what I did? Wow. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Took me a second, but. And that, yeah. Came together. And then he sentences McCarthy to the lowest job imaginable. You're going to be a stock boy. So, uh, Andrew McCarthy, he pretty much fucks off immediately. He's supposed to be down there stalking or whatever, but he's like, fuck this, I gotta go find that fucking mannequin. I gotta find her. And he goes, like, just opening random doors around the building, and he opens one, and there's a woman getting changed inside the room, and she's like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. And then the next door opens up and leads to like a window display and I'm like why are those doors next to each other <laughs> how does that make any fucking sense what is going on at the John Wanamakers that they're putting these doors next there's to there's hijinks going on at the John Wanamakers John Wanamakers their architect who I assume was Charles Bronson <laughs> needs to get it to fucking gather so finally Andrew McCarthy finds the right door with the right window display, finds his mannequin, of course goes up to it and starts professing his fucking love to the mannequin again. And then he gets surprised. A man has been standing behind him listening to him. The flamboyantly gay character. This is Hollywood. Hollywood. (laughs) And Hollywood, the 1980s, is just like, this is how gay people act, I guess. And Hollywood's like going crazy (laughs) and just yelling and showing Andrew McCarthy, this is my butt, and, like, fucking flipping out. Just saying all kinds of random shit. Here's the thing about something that I didn't know. I thought Hollywood, that guy, I thought he was, like, like a gay celebrity in the 80s. You know how, like, RuPaul is a gay celebrity, that kind of thing. I thought that Hollywood was a gay celebrity, but it turns out that he is just a straight man that plays He's just a dude. He's just some guy. Yeah, me, Shaq Taylor, right? (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I guess. I don't know why I assume this. I guess I'm just as terrible as the people that wrote this movie and made this character. I think the first time anyone ever saw that guy was as his character. Yes. And he's like so big and over the top. That you're like, I guess, you know. In this weird movie that's totally all over the fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) That you're like, oh shit, Hollywood. I mean, he he was so great they put him in the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The mannequin on the move. Yeah. No. I, I, I watched that one. I have no memory of it. Even <laughs> I knew Hollywood was in both of them. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got nothing to do. I'll play sure, that Sure, I'll play that character. Sure, why not? So Hollywood, he's in, he's the guy in charge of creating the window displays in the store. And Andrew McCarthy, of course, wants to help out because, you know, he wants to fuck a mannequin. Sure. So Andrew McCarthy stays late. 
to help Hollywood. And at this point, we meet this dingbat security guard who played uh, the lieutenant in Police Academy. You mean Captain Harris? That guy. Captain sure. Harris. He's Cap- the captain for Police Academy. He was fucking funny. I thought, he, I thought he was a lieutenant in Police Academy. No, I think he was the captain. Captain Harris. He looks like Lee Trevino. You know who Lee Trevino is? The golfer? Yes. He looks just like Lee Trevino. <laughs> they could be brothers for all I know. <laughs> Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf was a video game in the 80s. Fighting golf? Yeah. What is that? What do you do in fighting golf? Like if you hit a bad stroke, the player would the break, his, break his club. Sure. That was it. Isn't that how you play golf? Because Lee Trevino was notoriously a, like would break clubs and shit when he played. He brought the fun to golf. Nobody's doing shit like that anymore. Nobody's breaking clubs, having fun. Slinging gloves, slinging clubs. (laughs) Nobody's doing pool shots on the green. (laughs) Nobody's pushing their caddy in the lakes. So we're both right. He was Lieutenant Harris in the first police scout. Okay. But then he was Captain Harris in the other one. In the second one. Because he got bumped down or bumped up. I don't know. Is a captain bigger than a lieutenant? You're asking the wrong person. Or vice versa. Vice versa. We have questions every episode and have no answers, so I'm starting to believe that we don't know anything. <laughs> oh, so the security... Who, who's the dude? Who was his, like, his his second in those police academy movies that we'd always torture? It's Captain Harris, and then he would always torture the guy that was under him. Gutenberg. It wasn't Gutenberg. <laughs> The Goots wasn't in all of them either. Uh, well, of course not. He moved on to bigger and better things. Have you seen all these Steve Gutenberg vehicles that have been coming out recently? <laughs> I've missed them, unfortunately. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, where are you, bud? I'd love to see some more of you. So the security guard, um, he immediately has a distaste for Andrew McCarthy, but Andrew McCarthy doesn't care. Andrew McCarthy is on the top of the world. He's got his gay best friend. He's got his mannequin lover. He is ready to conquer the fucking world. He has it all. And this is the point when Andrew McCarthy starts hallucinating that the mannequin is coming to life. (laughs) Or she is coming to life. Why not? (laughs) Fucking Christ. Are you positing that the mannequin does not really come to life? That it's all in his head? It's possible. <laughs> this movie could be really You're dark. my mind right Really now. dark film. But, you know, the mannequin only comes to life around Andrew McCarthy. Anybody right. else comes in the room, she freezes, turns back into a mannequin. Andrew McCarthy is initially put off by this whole thing. He's like, I'm losing my mind. You're a mannequin. But then he's just like, meh, whatever. Seems like a fun thing to do. Hang sure. out with a mannequin. Well, you're a real woman now, so that <laughs> See, he's making a face like, just stop right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know. You're right. It alleviates some problems <laughs> that they would run into. <laughs> oh, no. So the next day, the window dressing they did the night before, Emmy is the name of the mannequin woman, Kim Cattrall. That's an Egyptian name. Yes. <laughs> they did this They did this really, uh, I think it was the tennis, tennis racket one. There's a bunch of spinning tennis rackets and tennis balls and mannequins hanging out in tennis gear and this is window window window, yeah Yeah. and it's a smash hit 
Everybody Every, loves it. Everybody in the city is stopping to watch this. Look at this fucking window dressing. They're talking about it. People are just standing outside of it, looking at each other and being like, oh my God, do you see this window? Do you see it? <laughs> so he gets an outlet for his his, yes, his, his, his artistry. Yes, yeah. And he's got this mannequin woman that he's Puts her in these in, scenarios. interested in. And yeah. she's an artist and she's helping out. And the crowds are gathering and it's 1987. So they don't have anything to like distract themselves from. Um, there's no window com- there's no computers there's nothing you know they get their entertainment from you know every day walking to work and walking down the street and being like i gotta get by prince and company to see the new window display because that's how i spend my monday i gotta see that see what they're working it's with appointment today. viewing the the window display uh, you gotta be there on time every day you no know. youtubes the people, they wander the streets looking at the beautiful displays and the windows of department stores just lusting for the products displayed. They see it and they're like, I gotta get some tennis balls now. I guess people had nothing better to do in the 80s. I don't remember the 80s. I was 10 when they ended. So, <laughs> all those memories. They're gone. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew McCarthy's ex-girlfriend, uh, Roxy, and her boss, BJ, whatever his last name is, they see the window display and they are pissed. Why are they, why are they like, mad? Because they're like, you know, Prince and Company was on its way to bankruptcy. And Prince and Company was going to be sold off to Boscov's. But now they're getting all this new business because of these wonderful window displays. Right. People want to shop there. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Window displays are the key to bringing dying businesses back to fucking life. So all you businesses out there that are being run out of run out of town by the internet, what you need to do is get yourself a really nice window display. Yep. And that's just going to bring them in. It's going to bring droves. Bring everybody's droves. coming in. Window displays, they don't have enough importance in commerce these days. See, we got to get back to basics. I'm going to run for president on this window display platform. <laughs> that fist pump is really, really unnecessary. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here no pumping my you. fist no at you. you but me. Nobody, I'm the only person that the can fist see pump you. It's just for you. Hey, fist pumping. <laughs> I'm getting really into it. So at this point, we also find out that James Spader is a spy for Boscos. Spader. Double agent. That's important. So Spader, he goes into a board meeting with Estelle Getty and a bunch of other suits, and he's like, we should fire Andrew McCarthy because the store's getting business, and that's bad. You know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And Estelle Getty just looks at him and is like, you're a fucking idiot, James Spader. Fuck you. <laughs> like, what are you talking she about? She golden girls him. Yeah. Girls him. And she promotes Andrew McCarthy to window dressing fella out of the stock room. He's going to be working with Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood's got a new friend. At this... <laughs> God damn it. At this point, they cut outside of the boardroom, and Andrew McCarthy is nervously pacing back and forth, and Hollywood shows up in his you know usual Hollywood garb, and he's like, I'm not going to let you get fired. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna fix everything. And he pulls off his clothes, and he's wearing a suit underneath, like a goddamn cartoon character. And then he just starts flipping out, you know, like how straight people think gay people just fly <laughs> off the handle for no reason, I guess. And 
uh, he attempts to throw himself out the window. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like going crazy. He's like, I'm just going to throw myself out the window. And, you know, Andrew McCarthy grabs him and pulls him back in. He's like, just, what are you doing? Don't <laughs> yeah, do that. Like, like, please don't hurl yourself out the window on my account. Uh, and then, so, you know, he's not fired, of course, and he got the promotion to from stock boy to uh, Hollywood. Window, friend. window dresser. Window dresser. Guy. So over the uh, next week or so, this is where we get a good 80s montage. I right. Think. We only get one montage in this? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Maybe. This feels like a three-montager to me. <laughs> Sounds like, seems like it should be like Teen Wolf 2 where it was all montages. That movie is entirely montage. The whole a montage. That movie is fucking terrible. That's <laughs> yeah, bad. God, Bateman. Is that the one where he plays basketball? No, that's the original. Come on. I think he might play base, basketball in both. Does he play football? In, he plays, the one is specifically about a sport, right? Well, yeah, he plays basketball in the first one. Michael J. Fox. Team Wolf 2. Yeah, he's fucking What does he do in Team Wolf 2? I don't know. It's a fucking montage. The entire movie sings a lot. <laughs> it's like a musical. <laughs> so now, you know, over the next week or so, Andrew McCarthy and his mannequin girlfriend, they wander the store at night. They fuck around playing keyboards. They dance around. At one point, they dress up as gangsters, and at another point in the montage, they're dressed as, like, 80s rockers, and they're in, like, a freight elevator. Andrew McCarthy's playing guitar while she dances around. <laughs> like, they can hear the musical montage. Like, they can hear the music, but really, they would just hear Andrew McCarthy shittily strumming a guitar while they... An electric they're, guitar. They're dancing to music <laughs> that isn't that isn't playing in the in the scene. It's no. playing in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh no! And it's that song that goes like this: Do you dream about me when you close your eyes? <laughs> you remember that one? Yep. That song's shitty. Didn't it's like uh, didn't have was this nothing can stop us now? Was in this movie? Ah uh, yes. By the worst band, Starship. Starship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's only like won an award. I think it was a front academy award. I think it won an Oscar, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. No. I'm pretty sure it fucking did. Which means Starship wins an Oscar for that shitty song means the Oscars like don't matter. <laughs> like that's not a fucking award anymore. They were Jefferson Airplane and then they mm-hmm. were Jefferson Starship yeah, yeah. and then they just became Starship. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for the history lesson. <laughs> oh boy. So, you know, they do this eighties montage. There's a point where Andrew McCarthy and her like dance and like fools and Hollywood comes around the corner. She freezes. Andrew McCarthy's still dancing and Hollywood's just like, Yeah, boy, get it, you know. Like, she's a mannequin. <laughs> she's a <sighs> she's a uh, she's a mannequin. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy looks to be the fool every time she freezes. He looks to be the fool in front of which Hollywood. makes people laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hilarious thing. Oh, and then you know the stupid security guard. He's in and out in these scenes as well. Uh, he hates Jeff Andrew McCarthy. He hates him. I don't know why, but he's got a little bulldog with him. Always tries to sick the bulldog. But the bulldog, never. bulldog's like lazy or yeah, something. Like yeah, like lazier, runs in the opposite direction. That's right, yeah. Classic dog humor in mannequin. <laughs> oh, so Estelle Getty, these, girls. these window displays have been garnering so much attention. Killing and business it. is fucking booming, and Boscov's is empty, but Prince's Com- Prince and Company is 
through the roof as Stelgetti promotes Andrew McCarthy to vice president. Of the store. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's been a week of great window dressings. It's a, it's a good week. The store is making more money than goddamn God. What happened? They didn't they didn't promote Hollywood? No. Okay. You know. Got it. It's the whole <laughs> It's Philadelphia. It's come on. <laughs> Don't say such things. It was the time. Mm. Poor Hollywood. Hollywood really didn't get any credit for any. Like, he's the other guy. They don't know that this he's fucking the other mannequin guy, is doing And it. he's like the, I mean, I hate to say this. He's like the, he's the comic relief. He's the other comedy. Yeah. That's right. Whatever stereotype he's playing. <laughs> and then he came back for the second one. And he was the only one, right? Yeah. They were like, he's like, I need some money. So. Was he vice president in the second one? Did he get bumped up? I doubt it. I mean, he's the senior staff, and Andrew McCarthy comes in a week later. Andrew he's McCarthy vice was president. in the stock room, right? Yeah. And now he's the vice now president. Now he's the vice president. White male versus black gay male. I mean, 1980s. <laughs> 2008. Sad time. <laughs> he's the vice president <laughs> He's now. the vice president now. Oh, boy. He's the vice president. He has no experience to be of a president at all. Next. What are we talking about? Next, we'll be giving... You know, some idiot with no experience other than he knows how to go bankrupt several times. We'll just make somebody like that the president of the United States. That'll, not? that'll never happen. No. That'll never. Never. That'll never happen. It would, you're never going to see that day. He's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the vice, vice president of the company. Yes. And so... So Spader is still in it, right? Yeah, I don't know, because he hasn't gotten fired yet, but I don't know what, because wasn't he the vice president? <laughs> he was the vice president. Yeah, so where did where did Spader get bumped down? Well, still Getty called him an asshole, and then... Yeah. Yeah, so... Bumped him. So, anyway, Andrew McCarthy's ex, Roxy, and BJ, you know, whatever, they plan on stealing Emmy, because... The fucking mannequin is going to solve their financial woes. This mannequin is the centerpiece of all these great, all their things, yeah. great fucking window displays. These window displays, goddammit, she's in the center of all of them. So they're going to steal her. She's the magic. Get that mannequin, they say. In a more level-headed approach, they then just offer Andrew McCarthy a job. But he's like, fucking kick rocks, Roxy. No, got, she broke up with him. Yeah. She left well, him. I got, yeah. I got a mannequin. She understands me. She loves me for who I am. And yeah, she turns to flesh once in a while, which is nice. <laughs> and, you know, he admits in this scene that he's in fu- he's fucking in love with a mannequin. And she's like, I don't know what to say to you, guy. And then he leaves the restaurant that they're in. Not before setting a man on fire. Just funny. 1980s. Yeah. Hilarious times. Humor. Uh, so that night, I think it was that night, Andrew McCarthy and Emmy, they're hanging out on the deck of a fake cruise ship. This is where he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And they're getting real saucy with each other, rolling around. He's rubbing suntan lotion on her, you know, whatever. And the night security guard. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's rubbing sand, suntan on her? Yeah. And she's a mannequin. But she's. And they're not in, they're in a fake She's in flesh right now. Right. <laughs> He's not rubbing it on the mannequin. <laughs> He's rubbing it on the flesh woman version. But she's really a mannequin. But she's really a mannequin. 
and he's rubbing it on there. And she's in a swimsuit. They're in the fake sun too, because they're inside. Yeah, there's no sun. It's a set. No sun. It's a set. It's a really weird, really weird when you think about it. Carry on. Night guard catches them, and of course, Emmy turns back into a mannequin, and he's rolling around on the floor with a mannequin. <laughs> and meanwhile, the ex Roxy. Her and this pervert co-worker of hers that comes through every now and then to sexually harass her. Because, you know, 1980s. They've broken into the store to, to, to find something to embarrass the company. And they take pictures of Andrew McCarthy rolling around on the floor with a mannequin. With the mannequins. <laughs> so they bail. And then Andrew McCarthy and the security guard get into a fist fight. <laughs> because the security guard is so offended that Andrew McCarthy is trying to fuck this mannequin. He's like, this is in poor taste. I'm going to fight you, sir. I challenged you to a duel. (laughs) He, like, cracks his knuckles, and he's like, all right, boy, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Not to fuck wood. (laughs) You're going to get a splinter where the sun don't shine. And Andrew McCarthy ends up with help of Emmy, knocks out the security guard. Captain Harris, yeah. Knocks him out. And then then there's just this short scene where they're riding my brother's old bicycle from when he was a child. They're riding it around the store. He had this, my brother had a Sigma brand bicycle with these white plates on the tire. And they're riding the fucker around. They're riding it. And I was like, I've never seen the Sigma anywhere else. Are they, are they riding it away? Are they they're, escaping? They're just riding around. They just, they're, they're just goofing just off. Goofing around Because they just goof off all the fucking time. And then they just throw together a window dressing that just happens to be a hit every single time. He doesn't sleep, this guy. No, he actually doesn't. No wonder he is imagining this mannequin come to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's crazy. Yeah, he's out of his mind. Then Emmy goes hang gliding through the store because there's like, it's a tall building. Sure. There's different different floors. It's like Westlake, the Westlake Mall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. here in- Straight up. Here in lovely- Seattle, Washington. Go by the West Lake Mall and you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> and uh, she she hang glides down from the roof and the security guard's down there and he's like, what's going on? And then she, <laughs> she, turns, to a she turns into a mannequin and like rushes at him. Ooh, and there's like a shot of the mannequin flying toward the camera and then a shot of the, the guy, you know. He's like, oh. Camera coming right yeah. And then she runs into him and knocks him down into like a fucking luggage <laughs> luggage i guess <laughs> you do a bunch of cardboard boxes <laughs> like he flies backwards into some luggage and <laughs> he's knocked out so the next morning spader of course finds he's like the worst security guard ever yeah he's terrible he finds taggart laying in the fucking luggage and estelle getty comes in <laughs> taggart <laughs> estelle getty comes in and is like you know what you're fired and you're fired you're both fired i don't know what the fuck's going on here get out of the store and then there's one of those spinning newspapers. <laughs> and nice. it's, got, it's got Andrew McCarthy. He's fucking front page news in Philadelphia because of his wonderful, extraordinary window displays. Nice. The wind, the, they were, and it freezes. The, the Inquirer, and the Philadelphia like, <laughs> Inquirer. Yeah. It's like, this guy does good at window. Story at eight. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, it's around this story at eight. <laughs> it's around this time that everybody who works at the store also begins to notice that 
Andrew McCarthy has a really strange relationship with a mannequin. They're all like, well, he's bringing more business, but on the other hand, he's probably having sex with a mannequin. So, what do we do about this? And at one point, he he takes the mannequin into the bathroom, <laughs> and she comes to life, and they talk about like all the great things that's happening in his life, and she's so happy for him. And they start making out, and Hollywood walks in. <laughs> of course, Hollywood walks in, and the motherfucker's just in here kissing a mannequin. <laughs> and Hollywood's like, eh. To each his own. It's I fine. Mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not hurting anybody. Yeah, I mean, at first he's like, that's weird. But then, like, the conversation just circles around to Hollywood being upset because his boyfriend broke up with him. There's this running gag of Hollywood talking about his boyfriend. this man yeah. who has slighted him. You know, in a very flamboyant and large way that everyone in the 80s were like, oh, those gays, look at how hilarious they are Oh, with their problems. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. Oh, yeah. Look at him go. Oh, look, he's he's got a job even. Ha! Huh. What a guy. Ugh. So, yeah, he's he's yelling and he's crying, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Roxy and the pervert, they're showing BJ the pictures of Andrew McCarthy and the mannequin. And BJ, their boss, he's like, well, that's strange. We really got to get this mannequin, though. <laughs> Somebody get the fucking mannequin. Now, Spader and the security guard, they go to Boscov's. They go to BJ. And he enlists them to be the people to get the mannequin. They're like, you guys know the store? Whatever logic this is we need that mannequin for fuck's sake 80s logic get the fucking mannequin for christ's sake that night (laughs) oh god (laughs) this is (laughs) this scene andrew mccarthy decides i'm gonna take the mannequin out for a night on the town i'm gonna take you out he's slowly he's slowly going over the edge yeah he's not i don't think it's slow at this point he's wearing a tux she's all dressed up he like takes like some real fancy necklace out of a display case he's gonna he's gonna literally take her out of the store though yes okay throws her on the back of his His motorcycle she's on the back of the bike and she's alive and she's like oh yeah and then uh at one point he runs into roxy and the pervert he's like oh this is embarrassing and the mannequin is holding on the back and and roxy is really just like hey i think you're losing your fucking mind like i'm really concerned about this and he blows her off and is like all you want is money roxy but i'm in it for love and she's like no you're just crazy (laughs) you know and they pull away and then there's a shot of the mannequin giving them the finger ah (laughs) nice ah boy but he drives her all around town on the on the motorbike. He's got a mannequin. And every now and then she's alive, but then like old people see her and she's a mannequin and, and they're, they're like, like Why is this a man with a mannequin and he's driving her around town? What's this about now, sir, madam? Madam, sir. <laughs> Fucking Christ. So then Spader and idiot security guard, they spot they spot Andrew McCarthy and Mannequin riding Ride around the bike. and they start chasing chasing them and there's a car chase car chase scene in this movie about okay. a mannequin that okay. comes like chases them into an alley. They go through the alley, the the car hits a ramp 
and then gets stuck in between two buildings in the air. <laughs> up in the air, stuck in between two buildings, and they, they wave at, at the guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, you stupid idiots. How they get out of that car, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then uh, there's, there's this shot of Andrew McCarthy and Emmy like standing by a river, which I can only assume is the Schuylkill River, which is a filthy river. <laughs> Like, and they're standing there and they're having a nice kiss on this dirty, filthy, stinky river. Well, he is kissing a mannequin. And he's so it kissing, doesn't, yeah, it he's doesn't, kissing yeah, a fucking mannequin he, lady. He, whatever. Uh, and then they go back. Oh, God. <laughs> this is where it happens. <laughs> they go back to Prince and Company. <laughs> he finally. They go back to Prince and Company. They get into a tent, and they have sexual intercourse. <laughs> what if? Oh my God! How do we know that? How do we know? Because they're both nude in there, and they're joking around, and ooh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, they're cooing. They're coo- and, <laughs> <laughs> and they cut to like. The next day. They cut to a uh, smokestack exploding. They <laughs> 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 go to a hot dog factory rolling hot dogs. <laughs> a tunnel, a train going to a tunnel. Yes, they do all those things. Yeah, he, he finally gets to have sex with that mannequin. But I just thought about this just now. What if someone caught them having sex and she turned back into a mannequin while he was inside her? I thank you for giving me. That's that. a horror show, right Just there. Give me that thought. <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare. Would it cut it off? Would it go? Think. Or would it just freeze in there for a minute, and you'd have to be like, "Go away, go away, go away, go away," and then they go away, and he's like, "Oh God!" and he gets it out, and he's like, "Whoa, that was frightening." Do you think the producers really considered that when they were there? <laughs> When they were talking about this movie. I mean, if I was making that movie, it would be the first thing. I'd be like, uh, we have to have a scene where somebody catches them having sex and the mannequin turns into a mannequin while he's inside her. Well, you could just have you can just have him be in the tent and he go, ow, and then you cut away. <laughs> and that would just be funny. So it cuts to them. They're not, they're in like a hammock post-coital bliss laying in a hammock together. And fucking homeboy falls asleep. Emmy goes off to do the window display. And the security guard and Spader, they come in and they find this is the perfect time. They steal Emmy. They get her, finally. Yeah. Do they put a bag over her head? And they, she's a mannequin. <laughs> they just pick her up. <laughs> Makes uh, sense. So the next morning, Estelle Getty comes to work and a nude Andrew McCarthy is just laying in the middle of the store with a bunch of people around him. And she's just like, that's appropriate behavior she's like it happens all the time <laughs> this, this is what this yesterday is. there was a man in luggage today this you're is nude. The, the price for genius <laughs> price of genius so he finds andrew mccarthy finds that uh emmy's gone a bunch of the other mannequins are gone because they don't know they're like i don't know what mannequin it is just grab all the mannequins so he and hollywood they jump in the car they go over to the boscovs because they know they're like we're gonna go confront them because we know they stole the fucking mannequin and BJ is like fucking fuck off, bro. I don't got your fucking mannequin. But the but Roxy, 
she's had a fucking enough of this shit. And she's the only person, level-headed person, really. I mean, she's a fucking dick at the beginning, but at this point, she's just kind of concerned about Andrew McCarthy. And she's like, I'm sick of this mannequin shit. I'm getting rid of this mannequin. So we have a, another classic chase scene. Andrew McCarthy is chasing Roxy. Cops are chasing Andrew McCarthy. Uh, He's on the bike, too, right? Is he on a bike? The motorcycle? No, no. This is in the store. Oh, they're it's in running the store. Oh, they're the running store. around the store. Sorry. And uh, at one point, Hollywood just shows up with a fire hose and blasts all the cops with a fire hose. I'm sure that went over well. <sighs> so, Roxy. Oh, that's supposed to be funny. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, Roxy loads Emmy into a giant, like, uh, trash compactor kind of shredder thing with a conveyor belt. Up. I don't know she's why gonna, she doesn't. She's going to kill the mannequin. I don't know why she doesn't just walk the mannequin up the fucking thing and throw it in. But she throws all the mannequins. She's just, oh, yeah, because she doesn't know which one's the mannequin. Right, so she's just throwing them all in she's there. She's just throwing them all. And, like, there's shots of, like, mannequin parts dropping in and getting fucking Swoosh. exploded. So, of course, right as Emmy is going over, Andrew McCarthy runs up the little conveyor belt and grabs her. And she comes to life. And, you know, he's like, I'm not going to let you die. You're not going to die on me, mannequin. <laughs> and he pulls her out just in the nick of time. Nobody turns off the fucking machine when there's a man, like, almost inside of it. Nobody's like, we should probably turn it off. <laughs> you know, they're just like, fuck him. Pull the plug. Um, they're like, fuck him, because if he's dead, then his window dressings won't be driving us out of business. So Emmy, at this point, finally comes to life. He gets her out. Gives her a kiss or whatever in front of everyone, and she's she's human. A, she's, she's human, human yeah. now, and like he looks at everybody and he's like, "See, see, I'm not crazy. She's a fucking living person." So then the rest of the Dingbat gang, they all just start yelling at each other about fuck knows what. And Estelle Getty, she shows up. Is she <laughs> gonna fire she somebody? Just, she just walks into the stock room of a store she doesn't own. With some police. (laughs) And she somehow gets the owner of Boscov's, Spader, and the security guard gets them all arrested. Huh. Four. Trying to crush a mannequin? Breaking and entering? I don't know. And then as the boss, the Boscov's Does she go like, arrest them, and then the cop grabs them? Take these men and- Take these men away. And then uh, BJ yells at Roxy, you're fired. You know, and she's like, you're going to jail, fuckface. <laughs> like, I think the store's going to close. I think this is the end of Boscov's. That's how Boscov's <laughs> ended. So, the movie ends with... Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, God. There's a lot of beats in this movie. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, so, it ends with Andrew McCarthy and Emmy getting married. In the window of Prince and Company. (laughs) And Estelle Getty is the maid of honor because, you know, Emmy is a fucking mannequin come to life. Right. So she doesn't have any friends. All of her friends died back in like... And she doesn't have like, her mom can't walk her down the aisle. Yeah, because she's in a pyramid somewhere. Do they ever go back? To the Egyptian part? No. They never go it never back. never comes back They up. never go back. <laughs> no. They they never talk about it again. It might, she might, when she's explaining to Andrew McCarthy how she's coming to life and stuff, it might be referenced in there somewhere. But for the most part, no. Nah. Do they, do they even need it? 
honestly. Like they could have, it just could have been as absurd as it is and it not matter, right? Yeah. It's like one of those things like you're trying to explain something that you should just not try to explain. You should just go for it. Just let it go. <laughs> just be like, just, uh, it's a mannequin like, that comes to life. Who, who gives cares? a fuck? It's like possessed yeah. by a goose. I don't know. <laughs> a, go- a goose. <laughs> And of course, Hollywood is the best man sure, at the wedding because Andrew McCarthy only has one friend because all of his friends are like, you, "You're crazy! You're marrying a mannequin." And eventually, you know, the euphoria of marrying this living doll wears off because Andrew McCarthy is tired of constantly having to explain modern technology to this woman, and he throws her in the shredder, and then he's arrested, and that's the end. He goes to jail too. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's the that's the real ending of it. That's the uh, yeah. When you marry a mannequin from old Egypt, you're gonna have some problems. There's gonna be some uh, com- communication barriers. Some communication issues. <laughs> like you'll have to explain Atari to her and yes, how to use phones. Mm-hmm. And she'll just be like. I'm going to build a triangle for us to live in and be buried in. I guess the Egyptians don't live in pyramids. <laughs> what made you pull this this bad boy off your shelf? I was just looking for nonsense. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Who made this movie? Who well, was, well <laughs> who was the director on this? <laughs> a, a gentleman by the name of Michael Gottlieb. Oh, what what Michael Gottlieb get into in his day? <laughs> One of your favorites, uh, the old uh, Mr. Nanny. He's, res- mean, he's responsible for that. Really? God, that movie's terrible. Ooh. Shrimp on the Barbie. He's one. He's that guy. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. That that's pretty much it. And mannequin, huh? And mannequin. What do you think? Which is- made a lot of money. Yeah. And yeah. it was it didn't win the Oscar, but it was nominated for best song. I think it won. It didn't win best song. I don't think it won best song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. Starship. They got a Star- fucking Oscar. Starship. They got an Oscar on the shelf. Ugh. We can build a Nominee. Golden Globe. Nothing's gonna stop And Oscar. It did not win. Best original song. Best music. Who won best original song that year? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that it was Starship. Just say Starship because no one really cares because it was from that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to nominate a song from Mannequin. So, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> Fucking Mannequin. <laughs> the Last Emperor won, won that year. Oh. Boom. There it is. It won best song? <laughs> Best music. What's the last? Oh emperor? shit! Dirty Dancing is the one best best music original song. What that song by Patrick Swayze? What was it? No, song? it's the uh, the Righteous Brothers song. Those guys. I, I it's a good song. I'd say that was a better choice than the song from Mannequin. The uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two was also nominated that year. Shake down, break down, <laughs> you busted that song. What a weird time. <laughs> it was a Princess Princess Bride song. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a song from the movie Cry Freedom. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Cry Freedom? Cry Freedom, yeah. I wish they'd, they'd start. About uh, Stephen B- Biko. Hmm? Of, uh, from uh, Africa. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind. 
Stephen Biko was I'll a man. Get, I know what to get you for, for Christmas now. He, you don't have Cry Freedom in here? Cry Freedom? Is it about a man who escaped from S- Africa? Stephen Biko. Is that what you're saying? There's a black activist, uh, Stephen Biko. It had Denzel Washington and mm. Kevin Klein in it. Huh. Yeah. Kevin so, Klein. There was also a song that was nominated <laughs> for an Oscar that year. <laughs> it did not win. Huh. Dirty yeah. Dancing took it. Dirty Dancing took it to him. I really wish they'd start making nonsense movies like this again. The world needs more nonsense. Isn't that what we do? I mean, we only, we made two nonsense movies. <laughs> the world didn't really, didn't really put a dent in the nonsense. The world needs a good influx of nonsense. I'm tired of like boring dramas where people are just this is real problems. I don't care. I want to see mannequins coming to life. That's what I want to see. Window dressing should get its should get its time again. Yes, we got to go downtown. <laughs> we got to go downtown and start talking to people. Go to the H and M and say you need to take window dressing more seriously. Apparently, there's some big bottomed uh, mannequins that yes. you want me to look at. <laughs> go look at the mannequins with the huge butts. <laughs> I'm going straight away. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, later.